0: Hey guys, this is Marcus Rubio, and I am your next level CEO. And I'm here not only to push myself, but to also push you to the next level. I would like to say thank you to any and all new listeners that are listening to my podcast. And for the re existing uh, podcast listeners, I appreciate you actually pushing me through to be able to give this podcast because I think it's something that's very special that I can be able to help other people. Now, this podcast is 100% ad-free and content-free for you. I am not selling anything to you. Plus, on top of that, I'm not providing any type of commercials where I would get paid to sell you. So I don't believe in that. I believe in helping as many people as I can for them to succeed and go through those breakthroughs for their life. Now, this podcast is not only personal self-development, but also business self-development as well. And this is actually something I'm designed to be able to help you to break through, but also to become the best you can be. Now, we're going to talk about different things as far as personal development and business development aspects to help you increase down your business, but also your life productivity as well. Again, this is a free podcast and the only thing I ask for is if you like what I have to offer and you like the information I'm giving, if you could just refer and recommend this podcast to other people because I'm looking at trying to help as many people as I can. Now, a brief overview, since this is a new podcast um, that I've set up, I want to let you know a little bit about myself. Um, so as just a small overview about myself. I am an entrepreneur. I've been doing um, been self pretty much self-living and not working under a company that actually pays me a paycheck. I've been doing this for about 22 years as far as being in the real estate mortgage industry. I've owned multiple companies as far as real estate companies, mortgage companies, uh, escrow company, uh, property management company, you name it. I even own a construction company for a small period of time uh, through the collapse of the market. So there's different ways that, um, you can bring money in, you can make money, depending on what type of market you're really falling into. Now, the way I kind of grew up, now, I grew up in what you call a middle to middle up, upper class, and not really upper class, but more of mid-class income level. Um, so I believe, in my opinion, it's a little bit harder to try to be successful uh, as an adult living in that type of income level. Um, so the reason I say that is because the easiest part, and I hate to say it this way, I mean, I probably get bashed by all kinds of people, but people that's actually lived through poverty um, as a young kid will experience a different you know, lifestyles as far as not having enough food in the house, the electricity being shut off when they are young, um, not being able to have new clothes to go to school. Um, when you're actually in a poverty environment. And by seeing that and by being in that environment, when you become an adult, you have two different options of either going. Um, I don't believe people burst stagnant. So either they're going to progress and get ahead and not be in that situation, or they're going to regress and stay in that situation, if not be worse in the situation. They'll always be better or worse, never about the same. So there's only... You know, the light turns on or off. It doesn't stay neutral. So it's either one way or the other. And for someone that lives in a poverty type of situation, um, because I believe they've gone through that hardship as a kid, would try to and everything they could to try to break that barrier to put themselves in a much better situation for themselves, but also for their kids and their family as well. And for someone that's been, you know, had a silver spoon in the mouth, which I did not have, it could be even easier for them to try to succeed because now they have the upper hand as far as the financial capability of, you know, money, you know, grants, you know, parents giving them their, their money, aunts, uncles or whatever to start up a business easily. Um, so the drive could be there, but not as hard as someone that's actually gone through the actual, uh, poverty portion as a young kid to push themselves through it. Now, reason I say it's a little bit harder for someone in maybe in my situation or in my shoes, someone that's grown up in the middle class, uh, upper middle class or middle class itself, is you did not see, I did not see, you know, poverty. We've always had food on our table. We've, the lights are always on. We were able to play baseball like a typical kid, like an uh, American kid where you play baseball, you live a life, you have fun, you have friends, there's no issues. You know, that's kind of like what, how I grew up. Now, believe it or not, I believe that's a little bit harder because you don't know the struggles when you're growing up as far as fighting to get out of those struggles to succeed in life, nor do you have somebody that could actually just give you all kinds of money to be able to grow and and develop a company itself. So I believe someone in my situation, someone that grows up in my situation as far as, you know, having, you know, the comfortability, I should say, and it's really a comfortability, it's someone living, the kids living in the comfort zone of not being struggled or having the pressures of. There's no food in the house. We we got to do something different. You know, there's no electricity. You know, there's no water turned off. We got to go to the neighbors take a shower or whatever. I did not have to struggle through that as a kid, you know. But to to have the comfortability of not having to worry about it, I think puts me or puts people in a situation where you know, it's kind of like not handed to them, but yeah, you're going to work for it, but you're stuck as far as your comfortability. This is what you live. This is how you sit. You There's no reason to succeed. And if you fail, you could put yourself up at least back to this level itself. So the way I kind of grew up itself, uh, my father, he opened his landscaping business um, when I was about nine years old, but before I was nine, he was actually a foreman to a machine shop and he was making roughly about $25 an hour. And that was back in like 1984. So $25 an hour was a lot of money back then for a family person, a family man or a woman to actually make $25 an hour is quite a bit. Um, in 1984. So, you know, we actually had one of the first, uh, Apple computers, Macintosh uh, computers. I remember playing on the computer. Um, that's when my dad was actually had his, before he opened up his landscaping business. Uh, so we had the money there. We had our home stereo system. My brother had a home stereo system that he got on Christmas. Uh, and, you know, most families actually either didn't have one or actually had their own stereo system, but it was the houses. It wasn't just the kids in the room. So my brother, my older brother, actually had a stereo system. So there's a lot of things that I'm not going to say I take for granted. It's something where I lived through, but I see and I saw where I was at years ago um, and compared to now and compared to other people I've grown up with that's either been successful or not successful. Now, one of the things that I'll go into as far as why he opened his landscaping business um, and not staying as a foreman because when I was nine years old, he transitioned out of being a foreman to – Owning his own landscaping business, um, so he became a laborer that wasn't working as hard. Being a foreman to someone that actually physically had to work harder to survive for the family itself, and that's something that became a little different. Uh, what he had, he did for his family, for the family itself. Now. One of the um, – I'll talk about that as far as uh, one of the other episodes in the future as far as what actually happened and what had made that decision itself. So that's more of a family aspect kind of uh, uh, situation and, and talking we'll go over in the in the future. But when he actually switched over from the foreman to the machine shop and opened open up his landscaping business, he didn't have any workers. He just had himself and he did the job. And what it came down to, me being nine years old, his employees pretty much became me and my brother. And when it came to, you know, we still were playing baseball, we still did schoolwork and whatnot, um, and all the other activities we actually did. Now, the times we were not doing those activities, playing baseball or whatnot, it came to summertime, holidays, weekends, you know, vacations off of school or whatever. Uh, found ourselves pretty much uh, even on regular weekends during school. Found ourselves going to work uh, for for my dad, you know, pushing a lawnmower at the age of nine, ten, eleven, twelve, up to like the age of sixteen when I first got my job outside of landscaping because I just I couldn't handle it no more. I was getting tired of just doing the landscaping stuff for you know for those many years. So from from sixteen from nine, that's like seven years of doing landscaping business. And what I love the most is actually. You know, I, I love the work discipline, you know, of what he instilled into us, um, but also the rewards from the work discipline by going out and working. Now, keep in mind, I was pretty young back then. I, I think we were about maybe off four, fourth grade or so. Um, and I already had the entrepreneur spirit in mind in my head even back then. Um, so you could only imagine you're nine years old. Your dad has you going out working. And I don't know how many fathers put their kids to work like this, but, you know, it could have been some child labor law issues or whatever. (laughs) But back then it was was nothing. I mean, probably now it's probably not a big issue. But we were working. And what we worked, he was actually paying us. And, you know, it could easily be a father could say, you know what, son, you have to come to work for the family. We're not paying you. You survive and you eat in the house and whatever. I take care of you. But my dad literally paid us. You know, I don't know if it was much or whatever, but I remember him paying us, and every time he paid us, he paid us for going to work. And at that point, I started realizing, you know, and I want to say it was probably maybe like either forty bucks or twenty-five bucks back back in the day, you know, for a whole day's worth of work or whatever. But for a kid that's nine years old working, I mean, that's that's a huge thing. But what I really learned back then was when I worked. I got paid when I got paid, I was able to save and I was able to buy the things I wanted. And I know one of the very first things I remember buying when I was a kid was a Sony, uh, um, alarm clock. It's kind of funny. It was an alarm clock made by Sony had a little tape deck in the front. It had some sounds when it, you know, you could change the different sounds for, you know, the alarm and whatnot, had the radio on there and everything. And I loved it. It was a square, like a weird square tape deck, uh, tape deck alarm clock you know i went off my mom took me i went off and it was a best store uh i think I, I forgot what city it was in or whatever but we went off and got it and i started buying clothes i started buying out the stuff that i wanted and just by going out i mean i was missing hanging out with my friends with her but i didn't know any different and i went to work with my dad you know weekends holidays vacations whatever making my money and I learned the discipline as far as waking up early, where he would actually uh, wake us up. And sometimes, you know, it's I'd say it's close to maybe five o'clock in the morning. My dad would actually have his coffee and being Mexican and all, we would have our pan dulce, our Mexican bread. So he'd wake us up in the morning, nine, 10, 11 years old, whatever, drinking coffee with my dad, eating some Mexican bread, pan dulce. And I remember those times. and. As soon as we were done, the sun hasn't came up yet, wouldn't be up yet, and we would jump in the truck and we'd go to work. Um, and I remember that, you know, just the discipline of waking up going to work and earning your money and saving and buying the stuff you wanted. Um, it I think that created what has made me today. but even kind of like I kind of mentioned at fourth grade, I was already feeling the entrepreneurship because, I was starting to sell stuff at school. Um, and what's kind of funny is I got in trouble. I got suspended for a few days, but it's funny. My entrepreneur mind, I already started when I at four years of age, fourth grade, where I sold little chili seeds, you know, like the little red chilies um, that grow in the little vines. Well, what I did was I'd, I'd get a little knife. Uh, I, forgot, I don't know if it was a razor blade or a knife or whatever, I'd open them up and I would pull the seeds out and I'd burn my little fingers. And I put them in a little ziploc baggies. I don't know if I sold put like ten in there or whatever I put in there, but I put these little baggies filled up with these little seeds, take them to school, and I would sell them for twenty five cents each um, until you know one of the kids that I turned on told said you know, hey, make sure you guys don't rub your eyes with these chili seeds, you know, even though it's in your mouth, make sure you don't rub your eyes because it's gonna burn you. And I know I made a couple of bucks worth um, back then. And it just took one kid, <laughs> and I don't know who, what kid it was or who it was, but I remember he burned his eyes, you know, and next you know, I'm in the principal's office sitting there, and he, you know, it calls my mom, and I get suspended for selling chili seeds at school. So that, I believe, was actually the true beginning of being an entrepreneur. Um, but that's what I got for you today, you know, starting young. It's really the foundation, in my opinion that really started who I am today. And the foundation is one of the first and foremost things, any business, any company, any building, anything needs in order to start success in the future. So that's my tip of the day um, on this podcast. I'll create another one later on, going more in depth, but keep in mind, it's a foundation of where you need to be at to be able to create and grow what you want to create and grow for the future. Either you're going to push yourself to create the foundation, to structure that foundation, that to succeed, make a great one. Take care.